everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. So, Nick, occasionally when I tell people I'm a psychologist, I get one of two really common um, outcomes especially if I'm in a group of people that um, say like a dinner party where I don't know them all, right? Sure. The two most common outcomes that I get are either absolute silence, (laughs) the conversation (laughs) stops altogether, um, or I get this flood of personal information that... uh, You weren't prepared for. That I was not prepared for. Have you had this happen? Yeah, those seem to be the two most common uh, responses to that. Really? Um, yeah, or, or there's sort of the, the trail-off interesting, I'm going to go get another drink. Yeah. and I, <laughs> like and I This would, may be a version of silence. Uh, yeah, I would consider that the silence. <laughs> like the group kind of fractures mm-hmm. and everybody kind of does their own thing mm-hmm. at that point. And, it's, and at first, I think I kind of took more offense to it. <laughs> now it's almost entertaining and I kind of just... Uh, I've actually, I've had many, um, replies to this. So if sometimes if I'm in a situation and I don't know any of the people like a dinner party or something, um, I'll just tell people I'm a plumber, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because then the, then the conversation can continue and everybody's happy. Everybody's having a good time. Nobody, there's no awkward silence. There's do, no do you feel like you know enough about plumbing to where if someone actually asked you a yeah, question, you yeah, could you could fake your way through it? I, I put myself through undergrad working in a construction oh. warehouse. So, yeah, I, I know enough. Okay. To, yeah, I could. Okay. But, and I've tried different professions <laughs> <laughs> throughout, throughout the years. But that one seems to be the most benign huh. in response. People are like, oh, yeah, cool, huh. cool, all right. And I guess maybe I look like a plumber, and so they buy it. I don't know. <laughs> Huh. Okay. I, that makes me think I don't have a, I don't have a backup story. You need, for... you need a backup story. Hmm. But uh, lately I've gone with, um, you know, people will ask me what I do and I say, I'll just call it. I'll say, well, this is where the conversation either stops or gets interesting. <laughs> little preface. Yeah. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm a psychologist. And they're like, oh, <laughs> gotcha. They seem to understand. <laughs> so, so you this, warm them up, you get them ready. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you wanna, you kind of wanna grease the wheels a little bit and make sure, you know, they're prepared. Yeah. So, one of my favorite stories though, is I'm I'm in Vegas, playing cards with my buddies, and we're at a blackjack table. And the table's full. I mean, there's like seven, six, seven people at this table, and the dealer goes around the table and kind of asks people, you know, what do you do? And when I say psychologist. The, the dealer launches into this really intimate information about his mother and the problems she has with um, mental illness, basically. Which, in the moment, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm, I, I don't really recognize what's happening. Um, but at some point, I kind of look around the table and I can see the faces <laughs> of these other card players, right? And they're mortified. <laughs> They're absolutely so uncomfortable with the conversation. And it, and it would have been an uncomfortable conversation, I think, to just sit down at a table too. But 
I kind of have this sudden realization, oh, this is normal for me, right? But not for anybody else at this table. You mean the topic, like what he's talking right, about? Right, right, right. Because everybody, I mean, he's he, this this card dealer was talking about his mother's experience with a really serious mental illness and some of the really odd behaviors she would engage in sometimes, um, and and you know for that for that card dealer, I'm sure he's just trying to get some validation and some some empathy maybe, but for the other six people at this table, it had to have been the most awkward thing in the world. And right, because that's what we do every day. We go into work and that's what people do. That's what you hear all day long. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not from my friends who afterwards were even like, does that happen everywhere you go? Because my friends have been around me enough, you know, they know this happens, but not to this extent. Like this was a, this was a big one. Do you feel uncomfortable in those situations? No, I, I feel... I've never felt uncomfortable, but I feel, um, I mean, there's sometimes I'm painfully aware this is an odd conversation and, and I'm unsure of what the person telling this information to me is after. I mean, more often than not, I think it's like validation and they, they, they're, they know they're sharing their account with somebody who can empathize and understand what they've gone through or what they're going through, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those things that as a psychologist, it's a strange context, you know, a stranger really kind of just pouring out their soul to you out in public. Yeah. You know, and I think the nature of our work and mental health issues is such that it's hard to kind of talk about your mom's severe mental illness. Like you, you can, you know, if somebody, if your blackjack dealer starts talking about, um, you know, some really heavy mental health stuff, you basically have to, you can either kind of ignore it and try and redirect the conversation or you can really get into it. But it's, it's hard to have kind of a, a medium grade conversation about your mom's, you know, those three weeks where she never got out of bed and was kind of psychotic. And like, how do you, how do you have a medium intensity conversation about that? You know, and, I, and I'm, that, that's actually a good thing that I, I hadn't, I mean, I've, I've always considered it. I didn't think of it when we were talking about this topic, but um, I'm always very guarded about what I say in response. Right? Sure. And I think, that, I think my route is like a lot of empathy at that point. Just validate. A lot of like, yeah, man, that's, that's got to be tough and sounds like you really care. Sounds like you're really trying to figure this out for, you know, that's your good kid, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. But yeah, it would be, I guess you could make it equally awkward and really launch into <laughs> some, some analysis there. Or something. No, I think that's smart though. Cause I, I think probably when people do that, when they flood you with a lot of personal information, that's a little dissonant with the environment, what they're really looking for is, um, uh, either just to, to, it's something they can't talk out themselves very often, but they, they really just want validation. I don't think a lot of people want like advice. Right. There were real I, information in those. Has what anybody do you think? ever solicited that kind of advice, though? I've, um, I've actually been solicited for some Yeah, like... I, I often will get, um, you know, like my, you know, my nephew's really going through some stuff. What should he do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, who should he see or what kind of a counselor should he see or something like that. Right. Um, How do you but, reply to that? Well, see, that's the tricky part because often it's like you're at a cocktail party mm-hmm. and it's, 
okay, this person brought it up. So presumably they're somewhat okay. But if I start asking clarifying questions about like, well, how depressed is your nephew? Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. like, is he hearing voices? And like, (laughs) that's uncomfortable to me. Like we're trained to be so sensitive to confidentiality and privacy. Right. um, That it's, it's hard to kind of redirect that. So sometimes I'll say something like, um, I'll try and validate and then say, Hey, why you know, why don't you, um, I'll give my card or something and say, shoot me an email uh, or let's schedule a time to kind of chat about this. Um, and, and usually people are okay with that. They just don't really consider the context. Yeah. A lot. I think, I think that's true. I think the first thought, you know, in the, this, the situation in Vegas, I mean, this guy had been talking for five, 10 minutes before I even realized how odd it was. Sometimes I'm painfully aware right away of like, whoa, whoa, you're sharing some really personal things and there are people around. Do you want to continue doing that? You know, I'm really, because of that sensitivity to confidentiality, I think I have that reaction more often than not. Do you just say that explicitly or do you try and kind of finesse the conversation in a different way? Mm. (laughs) I think I try to finesse the conversation, which it would probably be just better if I said, wait a minute. Hey, I'm more than, you know, willing to have this conversation or not. Maybe, maybe I, I should be bolder and say <laughs> neither time nor place. I don't know. But here, here's my thought as well. You know, there are some people who want advice for their nephew or mother. Um, but then some people are talking about themselves too, mm. you know? And so you, I always kind of feel like, well, I want to entertain this to some degree because if this person is ever interested in therapy, I want them to have a good impression of talking to a psychologist, you know, for the first time. So I, yeah, I think, I think more often than not, I try to finesse the conversation, not completely stop it or draw a lot more attention to it. Do you think it would matter um, whether you responded with, because when someone asks you what you could do, technically you could say, you could say I'm a psychologist. You could say I'm a therapist. You could say mm-hmm. I'm a counselor. You could say I'm a shrink. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's. Uh, you could say this is kind of goofy, but you could say I'm a mental health professional. You could right. You could so, have you ever thought about using um, it, something in between psychologist and plumber? <laughs> <laughs> something closer to the like, psychologist. Like I, I often wonder about. Um, I tend to think of myself as either a psychologist or a therapist, but a lot of people think in terms of counseling and a counselor, and so I sometimes I wonder. What situations would it be better to refer to myself as a counselor? Um, and it, it's just hard to know what people's associations are with those words. I'm not sure that would make a difference. Maybe it would. I don't know. And, I, and I'm really trying to think back of like, do I actually say I'm a psychologist? Or do I say I'm a... Yeah, I think that's the word I use probably. Um, I don't know that it would make a difference. If you said a therapist, that you don't think that people would react the same way? I don't know because a, a psychologist can be uh, you can be a psychologist and not do any therapy. Obviously, you know you can. Well, be you a, know that, and I know that. But I, I think a lot of people hear psychologists and they just assume you're, you're a, a clinician. A, yeah. The the one downside of psychologists though is a, a lot of people don't know the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they assume you're a medical doctor who prescribes medication. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so therapists can be more clarifying of I do like I talk with people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've never played with that, and, but I. But my guess, my hypothesis would be, it, it's not going to matter whether you say therapist mm. or psychologist. Yeah, that'd be my guess. 
how would you, what's your ideal response to that? Someone says, oh, what do you do? Um, and you say, I'm a psychologist. What's like, have you ever had a really good response to that? Yeah, I think so. Some people can be, you know, I think most people are probably curious in some ways, right? Either they, they launch into the personal information um, and that's a form of curiosity, I think. They kind of want to bat some ideas around or at least float some out there. Um, but I've had, I've had many good conversations that follow, you know, where did you, where did you go to school? What are you, what's your specialization? If you have one, what, you know, you get a lot of good questions too. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's always awkward, but I think more often than not, it's awkward. And what do you think, um, to get a little, uh, psychological about this, what do you think drive when it is awkward, what drives that awkwardness? See, that's my, yeah. I, well, I think, I think if they're going to flood you with information, I think they, they're looking for some validation or for some information, which is totally fine. I think some like man, well, or some connection, just human connection. Like, man, I've been through something you will understand. Yeah. That a lot of people maybe don't understand. Right. That I can't talk to a lot of people about, or that they wouldn't understand to the depth that you will, you know, what that's like to, to be in a room with someone with mania, let's say, you know? Um, and so they're looking for validation, a connection, which is great. I don't have a problem with that. It, it can be awkward, I think, for other people at the table, maybe. But um, the, the the more, for me, the more interesting response is the silence. Because then I'm a human, so I'll do some mind reading, right? And you're like, wow, that uncomfortable. You know, with, with someone who tells you the psychologist that it's like, done like i'm i have no longer have anything to say so your interpretation of silence is that it's it's somehow they feel uncomfortable or anxious or awkward yeah i don't i mean there there are other interpretations i'm sure but i think that's probably a pretty accurate interpretation and what would lead someone to feel uncomfortable learning that you're a psychologist actually we did another episode called um i think it's something like are you always analyzing people and I think there's an assumption sometimes that you're going to now sit there and analyze people. And that feels uncomfortable. Yeah. And so... It, it's like they have a psychological crosshairs on their forehead now. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I've, and I've been to some parties where um, people have, have uh, expressed or, or behaved in a way that it's gotten a little rowdy, got a little weird, oh. you know? And then when it comes out, you're a psychologist halfway through, people are like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, there, there's this immediate <laughs> look of regret on people's faces. and so Second only to figuring out you're a priest. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Both of those things, yeah, carry that weight. Um, have, you ever, have you ever had your, um, your daughters have any experience with, uh, people asking, you know, what does your dad do? And saying he's a psychologist. Yeah. Like, does that, have they ever talked to you about that? Oh like yeah. Like what that's like? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get asked to go to schools all the time to talk about what I do or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do they find it uncomfortable though? No, I think they're, I think, well, at their, at the ages they are now, I think they're curious, you know, they're my, my youngest will often ask how many people will you see today? You know? do you, you know, and did, did you have a good day? You know? And she knows that there are of course confidentiality issues, but she, I can tell she's very curious and she'll ask as many questions as she can without 
trying to. But when when people ask them, like, what does your dad do? Or where they're in situations oh. where people are talking about what their parents do. Do you have a sense of what their no. attitude towards that is? What their friend's response would be? Or, or how they feel about talking about what you do. Like, I remember my growing up, my dad was kind of a, um, I guess, sort of an entrepreneur. Like, in, he had various mm-hmm. businesses. Mm-hmm. And it was always... I always felt a little uncomfortable because I, it, I was always I remember being proud of my dad like he was really successful and what accomplished. What made you uncomfortable? That it was hard to describe what he ah, did. I couldn't okay. just say like, um, you know, he's a doctor or he's a plumber or he's a. It was this kind of so I could see something like that. He's an entrepreneur, which sounds very vague. And I don't think honestly, when I was in fifth grade, I didn't know that word. Uh-huh. I didn't, so I didn't even know what to what to say like he's in business i don't know that's interesting <laughs> makes him sound like he's I'll in have the mob. To ask my my kids what they how they feel when somebody asks them about that or or what they think but yeah i don't think i mean i've definitely known they've talked about conversations where that's come up um and they've answered the question you know, he's a psychologist um but i don't know what else that conversation entails that's a good question for them we should have one on one though there we go i guess yeah so what's your sense when the when the conversation stops what what do you walk away with what do you what's your interpretation when someone responds with kind of awkward silence yeah yeah i think the uh there can be some anxiety about like ooh i have to be careful about what i say now because they're analyzing me probably or making judgments or something like that so um yeah i think that's that's a pretty common one i i think often it's, it's not necessarily anxiety, but confusion. Like, what does that mean exactly? Oh, so you think maybe the conversation stops because they're like, I don't know exactly yeah, what that like is. Yeah, like, and they feel like they should. Ah. Like, are they, a, do they prescribe medication? Do they do like counseling? Oh, wow. Do they, See, are they like a researcher? Like, what is that? And I think that confusion or lack of clarity can, some people can just sort of hesitate with that. That's interesting because I assume people do know. Actually, I assume when people hear psychologists, they think therapist. You're saying they, it's like an entrepreneur. They're like, oh, kind of. They generally know exactly? the area, like it's yeah. somehow like mental health. You do stuff but, with business and yeah, <laughs> right. And psychologists is like, oh, you something about like the brain and maybe giving people advice, okay, with their problems, something like something in there. That's a good. That's an um, interesting assumption. Okay, but if you're not if you're not clear on what someone is, it makes it Difficult like if you, if you're at a party and you ask a you go up to someone and they're they're a doctor and you ask them well what do you do and they say I'm an endocrinologist. If you don't know what an endocrinologist is, right, that it makes it kind of awkward. Like, what or the even hell if is you that? do, you don't probably have a lot of other. Yeah, where do you where do you go with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like that person would be much better off saying I'm a doctor, I'm right. a physician, right? right? Um, so I, it makes me kind of wonder like what's the best way to oh oh so you're saying so the, one of the reasons you asked me by saying therapist is like I get more specific maybe ah. maybe it gives people a clearer idea of what it is you actually do but then again I don't. Um, you know, I know a lot of psychologists are proud of being psychologists specifically. Mm-hmm. And so therapist is the more general term. And so they like saying, they like. By saying psychologist, they're able to communicate, I have a PhD. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Kind of. And I, I feel the like sometimes I, I'm more concerned with the opposite, like coming across as being too pretentious sounding. Okay. Maybe I'm uh, exposing too many of my own insecurities here but <laughs> it's okay 
Um, and it's kind of a, again, it, it's sort of a, it's, it's a word that most people aren't super clear about. And like, there's the, I have this impulse. Like, I wish I could just say I'm a plumber. Something yeah. that everybody understands. See, <laughs> right. <laughs> See, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and continue to disagree. I think most people, when you say psychologist, assume therapist, assume clinician, and that they're not completely aware of the many fields of psychology and that a lot of psychologists will never actually talk to a patient. Yeah, but even even within clinician, people have so many different like ideas or pictures of what that looks like. Are you like a Freudian who's like sitting behind someone laying on the couch talking about their mom? Are you like a Christian counselor? Like are, that Freudian are you, type, <laughs> by the way. All right. sorts of psychoanalysts you, listening just went, what? <laughs> but that's because that's the stereotype on like TV and in the media, right? Right, okay. Um, okay. Or are you a psychiatrist giving out medications? Are you like a life coach? Are you, I think there's like, there's just a lot of, Oh, variability okay. in there. I could see that, that, but, but all of those would be kind of talking to it, um, giving some sort of counseling. It sounds like, but I see, I'm noting, I'm noting what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I'm not sure. So I, I usually go with psychologist. That's, that yeah. is what I say. I yeah. tend to say that over therapist. Um, okay. but I'm just conscious of the fact that people are probably somewhat confused about what that is exactly. Okay. Well, I like that. So, so this says something about you and maybe something about me that, that your assumption is maybe they don't know what that is and that stops the conversation where <laughs> I think now they're trying to hide some insecurity. <laughs> Good. We're analyzing ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we are as we go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to me, it's become more humorous, you know, as, as time goes on. Like I said, at first I think I was kind of like, Hey, what the heck? I'm proud of what I do. What, why would you just walk away? Um, and now it's kind of like, as soon as the, the, you, you, you see him forming the words like, well, what do you do? You're like, mm. <laughs> here's where, here's where we'll see what happens. You know, this is the interesting part of the night. You know, as awkward as it can be to say, um, I'm a psychologist or I'm a therapist. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad to not have to say I'm a student anymore. Cause I was doing that stuff for like a decade <laughs> and it got old. <laughs> <laughs> that that probably is the like plight of 30 like, years old and I'm saying I'm a student. Yeah, that's the plight of like every grad student. It's like I'm not quite there. You can't I've been doing actually this for a say long you're a psychologist, time. but yeah. So that that is almost every time that happens I think, ah, thank God I don't have to say I'm a student anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grad student. I would add that. I, that was probably what I said. I'm a graduate right. student. Yeah, that's true. It sounds I probably a little did bit more that. noble. <laughs> that's funny. So so it sounds like though your experience is those are the two most common reactions or fairly yeah. common. Yeah. I also think, I'm not sure what motivates it, but, um, humor. Some people will kind of like come up with a joke or some kind of a quip or something about that mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh good. Cause I really need to, you know, some people come up with some sort of, that's a pretty common response too. And, and that, that's where I'll lean in and say, that's a great defense mechanism. Use humor. To, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do <laughs> So, so you'll find some try to try to maybe uh, introduce some brevity. With yeah, some. which I think is good. Actually, I kind of I kind of like that because I'm, you know, Lord knows if our profession needs anything, it's that we need to take ourselves a little less seriously. Mm. Um, and so I think it's good that people can uh, kind of joke around and see us joking around about our own profession. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that? Think what? That we need to take ourselves less seriously. 
um, I don't know. I just know a lot of people in our profession who are take themselves way too seriously. <laughs> and I think it can be kind of intimidating to uh, people. I, I think the idea of coming into therapy in the first place is intimidating enough without having um, regular experiences with mental health professionals who are um, intimidating in one way or another. I'd agree. I actually agree. I think, um, yeah, I think there is a pull sometimes for psychologists to really present themselves as other, you know, or wise in some way. And um, I'm not sure that that does much to help our profession or not. Oh, I think it hurts it. I think it's. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I, I see the pool. That's just not me. You know, that, that doesn't fit my personality a lot. So I don't do it, but I see the, I see the pool. I, I see why they're doing it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, that really rubs me the wrong way. Does it really? Like, I, yeah, I do, I do not like the idea of <laughs> mental health professionals thinking they're more wise than other mm. professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just makes me want to punch something. <laughs> yeah. Analyze yeah. that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wouldn't say not that they want to be considered wiser um, than others, but what you, what you've seen, you've encountered a lot of clinicians over the years who probably do the really slow sentence structure, choosing their words very carefully, trying to really make a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I see clinicians like that and I'm like, man, come on, like connect on a human level. But but I can see the pull. I can see like why they want to do that. They w- I think they want to. Why? What does it do for them? I think they. My my thought. Again, I'm glad this isn't based on any research. But my thought is that they want to be taken seriously, and I the word that comes to mind is like they want to be revered in some way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Want to feel kind of like special or yeah, yeah. and I get um, that. I get that. I mean, yeah, everybody does to some extent. Yeah, right? but do you have to do it that way? I don't. Know. Yeah, through your profession. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's pretty. Co- I guess a lot of professionals do that. Um, but it just. Uh, I I feel like because I don't. I don't know what this says about me, but I have this general sense that we as a profession have a lot of like catch up to do. I feel like the the way we're thought of by the public is um we have a lot of like pr work to do i think and so i feel like i'm especially uh attentive to stuff like that to not coming across in a way that um reinforces those stereotypes as therapists being kind of like aloof and a little like superior and um i mean i want to come across as professional for sure but i want to come across like like an accountant is professional or, or like a plumber is professional or like, um, any, you know, any other professional. Yeah. There's nothing special about what we do compared to other. Yeah. I think, I think that, I think you're right. I think too often we're seen as kind of, um, like being intellectuals, um, or even like magicians, like shaman kind of like something like that. And that is gross. We have some, inner um some some probe into the subconscious minds of yeah like everybody you learn something really esoteric in yeah. psychology grad yeah. school that allows you to like 
tune in to some deeper level of the human psyche. That's such yeah. garbage. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I think some of that is maybe a product of graduate school where it's really competitive. You know, you're always vying for, uh, vying to be seen as like brilliant and worthy of all this attention. I don't know. Yeah. And I think a, lo- a lot of mental health professionals too have a lot of like, uh, MD envy. <laughs> like, you know, in Barbie. Is that a, is that a, uh, it's a wignalism. It's a wignalism <laughs> that has know. some relation to like penis envy. <laughs> MD envy. You said it, buddy. <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, go on. Um, yeah, I just think um, culturally, uh, medical doctors are the one of the most prestigious oh, okay. professions, and arguably the most prestigious profession in the kind of healthcare field generally. Okay. So I think, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I feel like a lot of people in a lot of healthcare professionals have this, like, I got to like prove myself, you know, like, yeah, kind of a chip on their shoulder. Not a doctor. Right. But I'm just as good as or better. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Something like that. But I think it leads to a lot of that weirdness of like, I'm special and I'm, I'm a psychologist, you know, which is, just, I mean, it's annoying on one level, but it's it's also damaging to our profession. I think. Yeah, I can and, see that, and that bothers me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Don't don't punch anybody in the face, though, <laughs> Doctor Wigman, please. But I do see what you're saying. Yeah, and, and I've run across a few psychologists who do that intellectual stance. I guess I'd call it, and and it's it is really irritating. <laughs> It can be really irritating. Yeah. Well, and then and then listen to our other podcast about what if my therapist is a weirdo and you can <laughs> get some therapy. <laughs>